Hello everyone, and welcome to another exciting adventure at the Hub World. Today's quest will be a Zelda tier list. My name is Mateo, and our party members are... Gino. And Jules. Whether you're joining our adventure from YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, be sure to like and subscribe. Now, let's make this tier list. Okay, well, I will take the reins from here since I'll be doing the interface here. But um, just to give you all an idea of what's happening here is we are going to be tier listing all of the games in the Legend of Zelda series. Um, quite the undertaking. Now, we adjusted our... Um, if you tuned into our last tier list, the Sonic tier list, we had different tiers on the left-hand side, and we adjusted that because we talked about it and we determined... Like, there's no real bad Zelda games. There's some okay Zelda games, but in general, it's a high-quality series. So we felt uncomfortable having um, having it go from S to E, and then certain games were going to end up being thrown into like B or C when we felt like those weren't really representative of what they were. So um, we've adjusted. Now you have a double A, um, as well as an A, a B, a C, and a D. Um, now we also want to remind everybody that this tier list is not us ranking these games relative to all of gaming. So, for example, if a game ends up in D, it doesn't mean that we're saying that that game deserves a D or that that game is a D. We are saying, in the framework of Zelda games, that game is a D, or that game is a C, or that game is a B. So, just consider that we're not saying if a game ends up in B and you're like, but this is a phenomenal game, we agree. We think a lot of these games are phenomenal. Um, that's not what it means. In fact, we think everything from B up pretty much means it's a great game. Unlike Sonic, where pretty much everything A down was a bad game. <laughs> but that's where we're going to be going. The other thing to let you know is, um, because there are a lot of remakes and remasters within the Zelda series, what we've decided is instead of, you know figuring out how we're going to work with that. Whenever we talk about a game, we're going to be talking about it in all of its forms. So, for example, when we talk about Link's Awakening, we're talking about both the remake and the original. When we talk about Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, we're talking about the 3D versions as well. So, consider all the versions when we are talking about them as, like, that we're just kind of, like, looking at them as their best versions. And going from there. So... I think that's enough. I think that's that's our rules, and we can kind of get started. Okay, we're going to go chronologically when we're tiering these games. We are comparing everything 2D and 3D. Um, that's not really going to factor into what we're doing. Um, but we're going to start with the very first game, The Legend of Zelda. Would anybody like to suggest where this game would go in the tier list to get us started? Or does anybody just want to talk about it? Well, like we said... There really isn't a truly, like, terrible, bad Zelda game. But Zelda games can age poorly, though. And I think the original Legend of Zelda is one of those games that just really has aged poorly. Like, I would put it in C or D. Like, that's where I'm at right now. There really isn't a reason to go back and play this game. Even though it's on, like, a, it's been ported a million times. It's just every time I've tried playing The Legend of Zelda, I can't. Roadblock after roadblock in that game, it's... I'm not saying it's terrible, but I, I would never go and play it ever again. Like that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, it's the it's the original Zelda game. It's the one that introduced the save feature, at least on the Nintendo side of things. It um, it was revolutionary in that regard. It was one of those title games for the NES that eventually became this titan in the industry. 
but it is a very, very, very humble beginning as well. So I would say probably riding the line between C and D just because of that replayability thing. Like I've I've tried going back to this game on the DS, uh, 3DS, sorry. I've tried playing it on the uh, the Wii U, couldn't do it. Not for anything. I know they're good and I know it has a lot of like nostalgia for a lot of older gamers and everything. But if you didn't play it, when it was the in thing, I feel like it's really tough to go back to this one. Yeah, I I kind of echo a lot of that. Like, I do think Zelda is a series that is constantly developing, and I think the 2D Zelda games have developed quite a bit since Zelda 1. Um, I do think Zelda 1, like, I've played it quite a few times. I do think it is still a very strong game. I would still argue that Zelda 1 is not in that like lower tier of Zelda game. Like I I do think it's a solid C tier Zelda game here. I don't think it goes as low as D personally, but I'm also not super attached to it, so I don't really care if it does end up going to D. But that's my thoughts. Like I I personally would put it in C, but I'm also fine if it ends up in d yeah i'm fine putting it in c because like remember the order in which the games are placed in the tiers does matter also yes so i i would be fine putting it in c like it is an important game what do you think gino is c acceptable yes it is very acceptable okay c is still 70 percent. yep well i mean in this case c isn't necessarily 70 percent because again we're not using those traditional letter things right, yeah. but yes typically it means it's still for it's us, a good middle of the ground. Zelda we're still saying, still saying C is like good, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. Now we're on to Zelda Two, the second game. Oh, right up in there in S. That's where I was gonna put it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, it's going over here in the middle. Wow. What? What do you all think about Zelda Two? First of all, have you guys played Zelda Two? Yes. I've tried have you playing it. Zelda Never 2? beat it. Just like Zelda One, but like Zelda One, my my opinions are very very. Uh, in line again like zelda 2 is everything i said about zelda 1 but it's even more difficult to get into and it's a, a much much more difficult game to play as well even to this day there's nothing like zelda 2 in the zelda series and like this would be a prime candidate for a remake but i just think it's once again it's not very accessible in terms of uh gameplay and it's just one game that just can't get into no matter how much i try yeah it is not accessible at all i've beaten it but i've beaten it with save states i actually personally like zelda 2 better than zelda 1 i actually think there's a very strong game in there that being said i did that with save states like i don't think it would be enjoyable without it it's a very difficult game again like i i personally personally think Zelda 2 is better than Zelda 1 and I would put it around the same tier but I also do see the case for putting Zelda 2 in D because it is very inaccessible, it's very particular and it also is like very different from the rest of the series and not necessarily in a good way so I'm going to let you two make the, like even though I'm the only one who's played it, I'm going to let you two make the call on this. Well you're the one that's beat it. Yes, sorry. I would put it lower than Zelda 1 it's just how much lower. Lower in the same tier or lower in, as in D tier. And I really do not like Zelda 2. I would put it in D tier. Mateo did play this game longer than I did. I got to maybe the first temple. Got about halfway through. I wasn't playing with save states and it was very frustrating. It's very different. It's like Legend of Zelda meets the overworld of Final Fantasy meets, I don't know, like Castlevania. And yeah, it's, a, it's almost like a Metroidvania, but broken yeah. up rather than connected yeah 
Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. If they made it like a sub series with this kind of playstyle, I feel like it would make more sense. But they never did. Yeah, totally. Like, you know what? This would be a good topic for later. Yeah. So I'm actually not going to save yeah. it. But I, yeah, great like, idea. The reason I'm thinking that I want you guys to make the decision is because I played it because I was like adamant that I wanted to play every Zelda game. And so I pushed myself through it and I ended up enjoying it to the end. But I think there's something to be said of the fact that both of you tried to play it and just couldn't do it because like you felt, and I feel like that's the big key distinction between Zelda one and Zelda two for both of you is that it sounds like while you can agree that both of them are dated, one of them was so dated that you couldn't even get yourself through it. And that Mm -hmm. I feel like that pushes it down to D like personally, like I, I do think it's better, but I, I also accept that I don't think that this game is accessible yeah. at all. Like I could see myself one day potentially beating Zelda one, but I don't want to go through Zelda two. Yeah, Zelda two is tough. Now we're on to a link to the past. Right up to the top. This is my favorite 2D Zelda game. For me personally, this is an S or a double A. Legend of Zelda Link to the Past is what established the formula and made it work. Yes, and and here's what I will say to you, and I will use this as a preface because I will be saying this a lot today. I acknowledge that it established the formula, and that's great. I personally am not quantifying things based off of whether they created something. I'm basing them based off of what they are, how they hold up now, personally. And second of all, and I already kind of mentioned this to Mateo, prior to us recording, but I'll say it again for our listeners right now and for you, Gino. I don't necessarily disagree with you that Link to the Past is the best 2D Zelda. It's arguable for me. I think there's a couple others that I would put in the same area, but I don't think any of the 2D Zeldas come close to the quality of the best 3D Zeldas. So if I'm looking at S and I'm like, I'm going to be putting such and such and such game there i don't think link to the past is on the same level so i personally i personally would not put link to the past in s i i don't think the peak of 2d is even close to the peak of 3d like i look at s and i don't think more than two games should be in s and i do not think link to the past is one of those two games personally i definitely agree with you double a i 100 percent think it should be in double a do not think s i would say that Every single Zelda game, every single 2D Zelda game, every 3D Zelda game since A Link to the Past, I feel in some way or another was like there was less dungeons, there was less things to do. This, you have normal Hyrule, and then you have the Dark World version of everything. And there's, so there's two entire maps to go through. Yes, they're mirror images of each other, but there are subtle differences. The characters are memorable. You're going up against um, Agnahim, uh, or I can never get the name right of the evil wizard Agnihim. that. Agnihim. Aghanim, yeah. You're going up against him, going collecting all three of your pendants. The first time you ever get the Master Sword was in this. There's so many good, memorable moments. You didn't yeah. need the flashy 3D graphics. It didn't need... Well, but this like, is the question. It, there was a lot this of reading, is, yeah. This is what I will propose to it's, you, Gino. It's, it, it set up a lot of really good stuff. But this is what I will propose to you. I understand that it set up a lot of good stuff. I get that. I understand nostalgia. I understand the impact of it. Like the game also played very well too. No, it did. I I still agree. But if this game came out today, like it didn't come out in 1996 or whenever it came out, it came out today in 2022 with the the Zelda games we have right now. Would that game be an S tier Zelda game? And in my opinion, it would not be an S tier. 
I agree that it's still super high quality. I agree that it's still really, really, really good. And I still yeah, think I, it's I have to make the differ with this one, Jules, because if I this game came out bad. today, there'd be like, how the hell did they fix this much content? I mean, I, I agree with you that it has a lot of content, but again, relative to Zelda, I don't think it has much more than the other 2D Zeldas. Most 2D Zelda games have between seven and nine dungeons, yeah. and most of them have the same amount of dungeon items. And while I agree, like, Link to the Past has two world maps, they're very small world maps, and they are mirror reflections of each other. And I'm not discrediting Link to the Past. I'm just saying that I, again, like, I'm hammering through the idea that I don't think this is the peak of Zelda. I just like, disagree with you. I think S is a very special, sacred place to be in, and I personally don't think Link to the Past goes there. I absolutely adore Link to the Past. Some of the, my earliest memories of playing games come from Link to the Past. The, in, the intro to that game, I think, is one of the most epic intros in any Zelda game, period. Like, the atmosphere that that game builds with the rain and the music, Link's uncle dying, you're the unexpected hero that you like i just think that that's such a powerful opening and while i i agree with both of you in some regard i also think that s should be one maybe two games link to the past i don't think is the best zelda game though i would definitely have it in double a it's probably going to end up high double a if i can get what i want but I don't think it's S. The point of S is to only have one or two, and I just don't think this is one of those. I definitely don't think it's the one, but I'm also reluctant to say it's the two, not just because I don't personally feel it, but I feel like all of us have different enough opinions that if we put this as the second S, then that that battle for the other S is going to be ferocious. Yeah, That's where I'm at with it. It's like, I don't think Link to the Past between all three of us is a game that like all of us would put in S if there's only one or two games up there. Yeah. This is why we have double a, yeah, that's what double is for is to say like, these are games that like could be in S, but ultimately like aren't, I feel like I needed to like give a link to the past, like the, the college yeah. try, right. Just to be like, this is a very, very important game, not only to the Zelda series, but to the industry in general, yes. like this yeah, totally. is like one of those like tentpole games, like totally. And know what? I will say this again as a precursor to things later and i know you all know what i'm referring to and listeners who have listened to previous podcasts you will also know what i'm referring to i think that link to the past is a better example of how well an old game can age than other games in the series like i think link to the past of all the zelda games has maintained its level of quality and has aged the best because it is still in my opinion if not the best 2D Zelda game, at least the top three. And I don't think that's the case in 3D. But we will get to 3D when we get to 3D. That's yeah. just my my spiel about Link to the Past. Is I do think Link to the Past is a very strong game. I just personally don't think 2D Zelda comes to the heights of 3D Zelda. Well, we have our answer, double A. Oh, Jules, um, you know what we should have done? We should have had triple A and make it a Triforce. Ah, uh, would have been funny. smart. That would have been uh, very interesting. Pretty... I did consider AAA, but then I felt like uh, there's not enough bad tiers, you know? Okay, Link's Awakening, which has received a remake. So we'll talk about both. Considering both, where does this game fall? 
I'll start this one out and just get my opinion out of the way. I think Link's Awakening is a very strong 2D Zelda game. I don't think it's near Link to the Past, so the highest I would put it is A. I would probably say this is a B-tier game. Not for anything. I really like the new the the remake of it, but it still feels like a Game Boy game. Even though the graphics and everything look really, really pretty, the dungeons are still Game Boy dungeons. It 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 still feels like a pocket adventure. And, and that's not a bad thing. It's just not as grand. That's fair. Yeah, the only time I've beaten Link to the Past was when the remake came out. And I remember just feeling average on the game. Like, I didn't hate it, and I didn't think it was unreal. It was just a Zelda game I had never played before that I needed to cross off the list. And I think if we're talking about what is a good Zelda game, I think of Link to the Past. Link to the Past is a good Zelda game, so I would put it in B. I feel really close to what Gino was saying. Even though it should be, like, it's on the Switch, it still feels like it's held back by the Game Boy. I agree with you both. I Like, A is the highest I'd put it. I think there's a case to put it in A, but I, I do also agree that B is probably more accurate for this game. So B, there you go, Link's Awakening, our first B-tier game. Now, I think, honestly, this A-tier, I think that's going to be the hardest one to put games in there, because I feel like most of us, like the games that go in A, are going to be games we want in AA, and that's going to be tough. But anyway, speaking of games that people want higher than they might go, the very controversial on the hub world, the Ocarina of Time. It shouldn't be controversial. I'm not going to start. We don't want to go down that road. Well, we're going to go down that road. That road is unavoidable at this point, but... This is how I look at it, okay? I'm of the belief there should only be one game in S-tier at this point, because I think I've already 40 chests how this is going to work out. I think Ocarina of Time should be double A. If we're basing this on what if this game came out today, and how would it be received by fans and critics and what have you... You have to look at Ocarina of Time, even on the, the 3DS version of Ocarina of Time, which I believe is the definitive version of the game. The gameplay of Ocarina of Time has not aged the best, but I think characters, the world, and the the narrative, the like all of that, I still think is like in the top tier of Zelda games. But you have to play this game, right? The gameplay is arguably the most important factor in any video game, but for a new player that has never played a 3D Zelda game, it's going to be really sluggish and jarring coming off of recent games in the series. Yeah, and I think you've put it very well, Mateo, and I'm glad that you spoke first. If I'm being honest, I believe all of the 3D Zelda games are like the highest of quality. That is my bias within Zelda. I love Ocarina of Time, despite what you've heard me say about Ocarina of Time in past episodes, where and that's because Really, like, I guess for me, it's like I look at the 3D Zelda games as like these are all my children. I don't really like picking favorites, and I I dislike when I hear like that one is like clearly better than others in certain capacities. I I believe that gameplay has always gotten better, but like my opinions on Ocarina of Time have always been like I always felt like I need to defend the thing that was being compared to it because that's the one that never had a voice. But I like if I'm being genuinely honest, I love Ocarina of Time. It was my first Zelda game. It's one of still one of my favorite Zelda games. And I agree with you, Mateo. It has aged very, very well to the point that like I think it's probably the best it has aged the best of any game from that generation. 
period. Well, Banjo-Kazooie, I think, has aged better than Ocarina of Time. But other than that, I'll, I'll give you that. We'll, we'll put them in the same tier there. Um, but I, I think it, you can make the case that it's one of the it's aged best out of a lot of games, like to the point where like when you brought in Ocarina of Time 3D, you didn't really need to go back and like adjust the gameplay. You just needed to make it look better. Yeah, the textures were the only thing that needed work. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, and the iron boots needed to become an item. Yeah, and I definitely do think it's quality, and it's still very high quality. But I just agree with you, Mateo, in the sense that like S is going to be one, maybe, maybe, maybe two, and the reality is, Ocarina of Time probably isn't in that tier for me. Realistically, it's going to go into double A, unless yeah. you guys like really make a good case, and I. I do agree that it's going to go into S, but ultimately, like, even with it in double A, I don't know the other games in double A. Like, even like once we, if we do put it in double A, I'm already conflicted. I'm like, does it go before or after Link to the Past? Because there are too many good Zelda games. Yeah. And it's so tough. And it's like very tough. So when all of the games are good and all of the games have quality, it's like, what do you use as a metric? And for me, like my metric will always be like, okay, which one like today, if you actually like looked at them, every single Zelda game came out today, like which one would you play and be like, wow, this is the one that has the most to offer, like trying to remove the nostalgia piece or like the sign of the times piece. And I do think that Ocarina of Time does have a layer of that, even though it's aged very well, you can only age so well. It is one of those games that's very difficult to remove from the nostalgia of everything because, like, this game was everything for, like, three, four years. Even when the sequel came out, this was still the one that you people would go and buy, I feel, because for the same price tag, you're getting twice as much game. You're going in there, you're getting your eight, nine dungeons, you are getting your, uh, your side quests, you are getting, you're getting a complete story. Boss fights are epic. You can't cheese them. Yeah, you can't repeat a lot of things, but it is one of, like, this is basically taking everything that A Link to the Past did very, very well and just bringing it into that third dimension. Do you have a case to make for it to go to S, Gino? I mean, I can. Like, a lot of, like, one thing that people always say about Ocarina of Time is that the world is very, very empty. I'm like, it's an adventure game. You're supposed to take, it's supposed to take you time to go from one place to another. Okay, a Hyrule Field is this big, empty, boring place, but that's why they gave you the horse, so you can gallop around everywhere, and it's, it was a fast travel mechanic. They have warping points throughout the entire game. It's like the devs knew, like, okay, people are going to have a rough time traveling around. They gave you the warping songs, and once you get them, yeah, you don't explore the world as much, but you have to go out there and find it in the first place. Yeah, you've already explored at that point, right? Like, they still encourage exploration. Yeah, and if you want to get all, like, for instance, if you want to go out and 100% the games and get all four bottles, you need to go running around there anyway to do the Big Po stuff, right? And that's one thing that I didn't know, like, what it was. Like, I was discovering new things about this game in the early 2000s. This is before, like, internet was, like, super quick and like you ha- you had to go like rent your copy of Nintendo Power at the library. This is like old man Gino sitting on his rocking chair with this cane kind of telling all you youngins out there. We were still looking for the Triforce in this game. You would never get that in the real world because like some kid on the playground said that it was in there and you have to go behind the waterfall and like it 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 was a legend. Like nostalgia does factor into that, but like yes, that is very fair. It's tough to separate that. The thing is though, I can only really compare this game 
like if we're talking about the N64 era to the other games available at that time. And I feel like value-wise, dollar-wise, if you're a value gamer, you're getting more game. And you know, the thing is with Zelda on N64 in general, like regardless of what your opinions are, like I know Mateo really loves Banjo-Kazooie and I do think Banjo-Kazooie is up there. Like go back and listen to our essentials list if you want to hear our essentials and what we felt strongly about. But even though Ocarina of Time didn't make it onto our essentials list, that wasn't because it wasn't one of, like, honestly, it had nothing to do with the fact that it wasn't one of the best games on N64. It had more to do with the fact that we're like, let's not put two Zelda games on this list. But realistically, like, both Zelda games on N64 are two of the best games, not only on N64, but of that generation, like, period, alongside quite a number of others. And that's the thing with Zelda is it's a series that oftentimes... As many of you who have listened to a lot of our podcasts know, Zelda was almost always on our essentials list as we went through the different Nintendo systems. And so, like, Zelda is consistently quality. And that's what makes this extra tough. And especially with that layer of, like, Ocarina of Time really started it all. Although there's a case to make that Link to the Past started it all. But, yeah, like, I, I definitely see it. And I think just... Again, my opinion will always come down to the fact that if they all release today, I just don't think Ocarina of Time is the number one. I can't say where it lands. My my personal Zelda tier list is constantly fluctuating, but I have not considered Ocarina of Time to be the best Zelda game in a long time. Well, should we just kind of put it somewhere? Like, are, Is the consensus at this point then it is going double A? I say it's a double A game with a with a clause that it could be bumped up to S. Okay, fair. Like we can always revisit that. That being said, then I feel like at least on your end, Gino, then you feel Ocarina of Time should go ahead of Link to the Past? I kind of see them as equals. Ocarina of Time and Link to the Past are literally my one and two. Just put them alf- chronologically for now for these. No, 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 no. We have to place it. I would put Ocarina of Time above Link to the Past. And I would yeah. as well. Yeah, I yeah, and the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, it has to. Yeah. So we'll do that there. And we'll go from here. Now this is the other big conversation. This is the part two of the conversation. I mean, and this conversation will continue throughout the tier list. And throughout the rest of the episodes. <laughs> and for the rest of the existence of the hub world. In our bloodbath of an N sixty four essentials. I sat there and I defended Majora's Mask against Ocarina of Time very heavily with the fundamental position that Majora's Mask was more essential to N64 because it was more of a unique Zelda experience and therefore somebody who's played a Zelda would get a fresher experience playing something like Majora's Mask over Ocarina of Time. That was my position. Now in terms of my personal preference, for a long time actually, not always... But for at least the last decade, I have viewed Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask as so fundamentally equal that I typically see them as very close to each other on all of my lists of games. But that being said, like I said, Ocarina of Time does hold a special place in my heart, and it is one of my favorite games and i don't have that same attachment to majora's mask even though i feel like it is a very very good game i still think majora's mask needs to be in double a but on this list i don't think majora's mask is 
beating Ocarina of Time, personally. And I know where you two stand on that. So the question, I guess, for both of you is, will Majora's Mask go into AA? The thing is, though, at least for the hub world side of things, this is kind of like a look behind the mask, pun kind of intended for me. Majora's Mask is the reason why Adriano and I are friends. This is the game that we would talk about all the time uh, when we were in elementary school. But when we found out that we also played Ocarina of Time, it quickly became, you're an even better person, let's play that. And, like, that's fair, because it is it is so drastically different, and, like, it is not what the typical person would want out of Zelda, and I, I still don't think it's necessarily different in quality, I just think it's different in approach, but that approach yeah. doesn't work for everybody, it's, right? It's, more, it's, it's not so much for the Nintendo's traditional target audience. This came out in 2000. What other games were coming out around that time? Perfect Dark? And Bad Fur Day. A lot lot of the Nintendo fans that had grown up on the N64, like the little screaming kid, Nintendo 64, Nintendo 64 is probably like eight or nine. In 1995, 96, four or five years later, they're 12, 13. They want something darker. They want something more grown up, more edgy. They had to compete against PlayStation and all that stuff during these times too. So they made a darker, edgier game. When I look at Majora's Mask, there's nothing that had been this dark in a Zelda game. Besides maybe like Dark Link at the end of Link's Adventure, okay, like Link's Shadow comes alive, but those are just 2D sprites on a screen, right? You had Ganon turning into the massive pig demon at the end of Ocarina of Time that was probably scary for a lot of kids. You had the Shadow Temple, you had the bottom of the well, but that wasn't the majority, that wasn't the tone of the entire game. Those were like small snippets of scary, while Majora's Mask had this grander sense of dread and sadness. Like, genuinely, where do you feel it should land? I feel like if this game was released today, you couldn't sell it as a full-priced game. This is DLC. And that's what this game originally was. It was supposed to be an expansion pack with the Nintendo disk drive. They couldn't do it, so they threw it onto a cartridge. That's only half true, though, right? Like, they had planned to do a DLC that was going to be something that was more like what you'd see as DLC, which was two extra temples in Ocarina of Time. And then instead of doing that, they made a whole brand new game. I personally, like, while I don't necessarily disagree with you about the idea, the comparison of DLC, I do not see DLCs that have this much content in our day today. The way I look at Ocarina, or Ocarina of Time versus Majora's Mask versus Link to the Past, because these three games are the only games in that double AA range right now gameplay criticisms people have with ocarina of time if they don't have those with majora's mask then they're hypocrites because the gameplay in those games are the exact the same. same no agreed i say now the, the exact same when it comes to majora's mask my issues with the game lie with the story the level designs and all of that and i would not even dare compare the level design and the story of Majora's Mask with Ocarina of Time. I think it's Ocarina of Time completely blows it out of the water. Link to the Past is such a complete package. Ocarina of Time's story and and that has higher highs than Link to the Past. That's why I rank Ocarina of Time higher. But Majora's Mask doesn't even come close to Link to the Past in the sense that Link to the Past feels like a complete game. I don't feel myself wanting more out of that experience. Majora's Mask, I feel myself wanting more out of that game. I beat it once on the 3DS, and I 
just could never get into it on N64. Like, I pushed myself through Majora's Mask on 3DS, and it was a slog. Don't get me wrong. I see what people see in Majora's Mask, but it's very hard to not drudge up the the same arguments I made for the essentials that I ended up, we ended up losing. But, but you're allowed to make those arguments because again, this is a different list. Like there's a different goal. Yeah. I don't think Majora's mask would be received well today in its current state. I, I don't, it, it just like Ocarina of time, but in even link to the past potentially, but I just, I don't see them. I don't see Majora's mask even on the same level as those two games. I just, I cannot, it's just I could never put myself to do something like that. I, it would be A, because I know Zelda fans. I am a Zelda fan. I see the way the community feels about this game. I would feel comfortable putting it at A. And that's why we separated the A and double A. That's why we made two A tiers. And I think Majora's Mask would be that second tier of A. So here's what, this is the last addendum I'll do, because I feel like you've both expressed that it should go in A, and I'm the only one fighting for double A right now. I actually didn't say um, where I would put it. You didn't, but based off of kind of like the context of what you were saying, you did compare it very clearly to Ocarina of Time and did compare it in a way where you're like, it is a tier lower. But in any case, I I personally, if this was my tier list, it would be on the same level as Ocarina of Time. But if I'm being honest, if this was my tier list, I don't even know if Ocarina of Time and Majora's would be in AA. They might be in A. So realistically like this tier list is a representation of all of our thoughts and just like i thought zelda 2 should go a bit higher i can acknowledge the fact that i believe that ocarina of time and majora's mask are closer in terms of quality than is represented by this list for me they would probably be in the same tier and probably right next to each other but at the end of the day this is not my list I, I personally think it's double A, but it's they're not on the same level. I think out of like just just for my own nostalgia, because I am nostalgic for all three of these games. I have other issues, but we don't have enough time to talk about them here. I don't know. You know, I, I can't I can't decide. No, I know what I you mean. Know. And uh, but this is what I was going to say. Like, I like again, like I debating I'm debating between Majora's Mask and o- Ocarina. I think they're beside each other. And I think that they would either be in A or double A. But the way I'm looking at this is, and I told Mateo coming into this, I'm like, we cannot put, like, we're going to want to put everything in double A. And the reality is we can't. This list will be a joke if everything goes into double A. And I can already see this. I can already look at this. I'm like, if we put Majora's Mask in double A right now, everything's going to go in double A. And so I truly believe that even though maybe I would have put it in double A on my own list and, Maybe and that's a big maybe because it would have been next to Ocarina and they might have both been in A. I I just don't want to put Majora's Mask in Double A because I don't want it to take up a slot of something that I feel should be in there. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Is like I love Majora's Mask, but I'm I'm happy saying it's an A. Like an A is a solid game. It is an excellent game. Um, but it's and like I again I don't necessarily agree with this Ocarina. Majora's being on different tiers, but this isn't my list. This is our list. And two of you believe that it should be significantly higher for Ocarina, so that's fine. No, coming to think of it uh, as well, Jules, thinking of some of the games that are coming up also, maybe we should actually shuffle these two down and then maybe later on put them back up or depending on whatever else is there. 
Nope. They've been placed. Yeah, and there was a strong case made for Ocarina to be in double A, so that's why I'm keeping it there. Right? Yeah. So, anyway, hopefully, though, Ocarina Majora's Mask talk is also kind of finished now, and we'll kind of blaze through the next few. Do we want to do these next ones at the same time? I think we should. I was actually going to say that. Let's do them at the same time. So there's um, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. These will not go together. They are different games. I mean, they could go together, but we're not saying they're going to go together. Um, But we'll do them at the same time. I will start with this one. Adriano will hate me for saying this. Oracle of Ages is my favorite 2D Zelda game. Oracle of Seasons is my least favorite 2D Zelda game. I think Oracle of Seasons is terrible. I think the dungeon design is awful. I think it is unimaginative. I don't like the idea of the Four Seasons. Like the the world isn't different enough between the Four Seasons, and it's such a slog to have to like always figure out. Okay, like what season do I go into now to figure this out? Like it was too much. Whereas Oracle of Ages was perfect. It was two different worlds. The narrative was very interesting. It was compelling. The dungeon design was fantastic. The dungeon items were great. So that's where I'm standing. I don't know where I want to put them, but I'm of the opinion that Oracle of Ages is significantly higher up than Oracle of Seasons. At least one tier higher. I completely agree. (laughs) I've never played Oracle of Seasons before. I love Oracle of Ages. I've never played Seasons. You do what you want with Seasons. I I have no input I can give. I don't know where you'd want to put Ages, Gino, but I would personally put it in double A because that's my reference, but I also do think it probably should just go into A. That's the thing, and this is why I suggested we should maybe like reshuffle the A and the double A every now and then, just see just knowing what's coming Possible. up. Possible. We can even though a link to the past is my favorite 2D, I feel like Ages also does a very good job and it doesn't suffer from that same this is a portable game because it feels grand. Yes, whereas Seasons does. Seasons definitely feels like a Game Boy game because it borrows a lot from Zelda 1. Yes, totally. So it'd be easier for you guys to quantify Seasons now. Is Seasons better than Zelda 1 and Zelda 2? Yes, it's better. It's better than Link's Awakening, too. I don't think it's better than Link's Awakening. I I think it's better than Zelda 1. I definitely don't think it's better than Link's Awakening. For me, I would personally put it in C tier above Zelda 1, but Link's Awakening, like in B tier. Well, the only reason why I think it goes above Link's Awakening, it doesn't if it's the standalone. But if you're playing the linked game, there's so much more value there. If you're playing the linked game between Seasons and Ages, and you start with Seasons and then you finish it in Ages, that's the definitive way I always play those games. And I can acknowledge that. But if Mm -hmm. we look at it as like you cannot use them as the link games even and then the only the bare bones thing you can use as the link games if you want to consider the final boss into oracle of seasons that's fine but that final boss isn't significant enough to put oracle of seasons higher for me and and remember gino when you're comparing to link's awakening you also have to compare it to link's awakening on switch yeah i don't think you could really make an argument that a game boy color game has the same amount of updates and quality of life as a switch game this is true i already felt link's awakening was better than oracle seasons but that's a good point mateo like it we're also looking at the switch version and i definitely think link's awakening is better than seasons what do you think gino do you think seasons is c or do you think it's b seasons is b ages is definitely an a why don't we say for both of these these like because again we're saying like we might adjust these like let's put them there that's a good place to put them for now maybe they'll get bumped like maybe 
seasons will get bumped down. May, like maybe things, but well, that's a good place to start. I would definitely put Ages in A, but I've only played the game once, right? So it's it's one of the Zelda games I've I'm the least familiar with. But I know if I did beat it, and I did really enjoy it. So yeah, well, the other thing to consider, sorry, here that I didn't ask, I just kind of did it. Is is it okay that Ages is after Majora's Mask? Or yeah, this is this is fine. Okay, now the next one is Four Swords. Now, when we're talking Four Swords, we're not talking about A Link to the Past plus Four Swords. We are talking about only Four Swords. And since we are only talking about Four Swords, even if you consider the Anniversary Edition that was added later... The 3DS one, right? Yep, I think this is the epitome of a D-tier Zelda game. Yep. Really? Arguably, I think this is the worst Zelda game because there's barely any content. Most of the content is only usable if you play with somebody else. And if you don't play with somebody else, it's terrible. And it, they're just like, it's four levels. That's it. And they're nothing special. The thing is, though, just like Metroid Prime Federation Force, and I'm sure we'll talk about another game on this yeah. tier list later, we played the optimal way. We all played together. And I had such a fantastic time playing it. I really don't see it as negatively as you guys do. Well, again, I don't think it's a bad game because I don't think any Zelda games are bad games. Uh, yeah, I know. Like, but compared but I guess to, the, the... to this list, like, I would rather go through that than play Zelda 1 and Zelda 2 again. Sure, and I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I think for me, Four Swords is more about the content. It is more of a mini game than it is a game because it's so short. It's like a one-hour experience. It's four levels that you play with your friends and each level takes about 15 minutes. And so the way I look at it is it doesn't feel like its own game. It feels like it is a good concept that is well utilized in later games in the series. And I look to those ones more fondly, but this game itself, if I'm just looking at four swords, I cannot say that that game is better than Zelda two just because like gameplay wise, but like if there's no content and then the other reason I don't want to put in C is because then I feel like I will not want to put anything else in D because in my opinion, I don't think anything we're going to talk about after this should go lower than Four Swords. I have to agree with Jules on this one, Mateo. Like, I'm more comfortable putting in D, even if you want to put it ahead of Zelda 2. Like, I'm more comfortable with that than putting it in C because if we put it in C, then I feel like I'm not going to want to put anything else on this list in D because I... Like, how can you put a full game underneath a mini game? Well, it is going to be in D then, because Gino also agrees it should be in D. Yeah. And I, I agree it's a fun experience. I just think it's not enough of an experience. This is a good game that you play on a road trip. Someone else is driving, and you have, like you and a friend or you and like your sibling play in the car on the way to something. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like again, like I think the concept was good, and I think that's why they reused it later and made some really strong games with it. I just think that was like no content you know and there's a reason it was Fair packed enough. with link to the past right mm-hmm. like arguably we could have omitted this game that's how little content is on it so then d are we putting it before or after zelda 2 uh it, it doesn't really matter they're pretty equal you can put it below okay we'll just keep it there and this conversation will come up very soon but this is the next one which is wind waker which uh, i think this one might be easier than some of the other ones we're starting at double a with wind waker like there's no way it'd be below double a agreed yeah now i like wind waker more than link to the past but do i like it more than ocarina of time that's been my 
my struggle literally since the second I put down Wind Waker in, when I played it in 2004. And clearly, Wind Waker HD is made that even more difficult because Wind Waker HD is incredible. It's an incredible game. And they did, they did so much in that game to improve on the original Wind Waker. So, so the opinion I'll throw in here is part of the reason why I was so, I think, adamant that I didn't want Ocarina of Time in S is because while I still consider Twilight Princess to be my favorite Zelda game, I think Wind Waker is the only other game I would put in S. Other than the one that I think is obvious to all of us, but that that will come later. Um, I think Wind Waker is like one of two contenders I thought could go in S. Like I think it was the only other one I even considered could go into S because I just think Wind Waker does everything well. Like Wind Waker is the Zelda experience. It is what it's meant to be. It's a little bit childish, but like that's what Zelda should be. Like I think what ultimately makes Ocarina of Time a strong game is this feeling of like you're this young kid going out on this big adventure and you're like growing and learning and coming of age. And like that's what Wind Waker is. And Wind Waker is I think the only other Zelda game to emulate that feeling. And the dungeon design is incredible. The characters are really fun. The art style has aged better than any Zelda game's art style. And like it created this new refreshing take on Zelda that was also so deeply connected to its history. And I don't think many Zelda games have accomplished that blend of like being fresh and new while also paying like deep homage to its past. And even with the fact that Wind Waker is a quote unquote incomplete game, it never feels incomplete in my opinion. It feels like a fully immersed and enriched enriched experience. And I personally think, while it might not go into S, I would be definitely pushing for it to go ahead of Ocarina, personally. I agree with almost everything you said. But this is the thing, though. I think every Zelda game has its strengths and weaknesses. Like, Wind Waker is better than Ocarina of Time with its gameplay. And, like, musically, I think both games are equal. Visually, Wind Waker is aged better, especially with Wind Waker HD. And, like... Dungeon design, I th- I would give the edge to Ocarina of Time, but the thing is, if you look at what we currently have given to us, both of these games in their peak state, so Wind Waker HD versus Ocarina of Time 3D, Wind Waker HD did so much more to refine that game than Ocarina of Time 3D did. And yeah. for that reason, I would put Wind Waker over Ocarina of Time. Whether it's an S tier or not, that's a separate conversation. But I am with you with putting it above Ocarina of Time. I'm actually surprised. But Gino, what are your thoughts? That's what Mateo from today says. Next week, I might say... And that's the thing with Zelda. Zelda, I feel like our opinions constantly The Zelda cycle is a real thing. It is. Totally. So... (laughs) Wind Waker built upon Ocarina of Time in such a very strong way, including, like, even in, like, the Temple of the Master Sword, you actually see, like stained glass art of all of the Ocarina of Time sages. You see them talking about the hero that went away. The town themes are practically the same. You know about the Koroks. uh, They're the descendants of the Kukiri. There's a lot of, like, Gorons and stuff are floating around all over the place. Like, this game really felt like a sequel in a connected world, not an alternate dimension or wandering around the afterlife or anything like that, right? It really felt like a sequel. The combat was fluid, the animations were great, the facial expressions, the world was complete. 
but everything felt really far away because of that damn boat. But then we got the swift sail. And then the swift sail broke everything. You could just use the swift sail to point whatever way you wanted. But Gino, this is my thing, though. Who cares? Exactly. It's one of those things where who cares, right? Like, I do get right? it. But, like, everything was still <laughs> too far away, and the fast travel points weren't really in the most convenient places where you needed them to be. They were all kind of clustered in that one area where the main story stuff happens. And then you have this one blob of the map that has no fast travel stuff anywhere nearby, and it was such a pain in the ass to get there. Until Wind Waker HD. I do agree with you, Mateo, that, like, right now, I'm feeling Wind Waker. Wind Waker has time. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to... Start putting it there then, because it sounds like all of us are feeling one wickers yeah. is here. It's a very it's a very complete package. Do we want to make the case for the S? Not yet. Okay. I think personally, and like I know we're gonna give the other games the chance, but before the Legend of Zelda series got redefined, one could make the most complete argument about Wind Waker being the most consistent 3D Zelda game prior yeah. to 2017. I, I agree with you. And I think what I love about Wind Waker 2 is that Wind Waker is like such a comeback kid because it was like everybody was like down on that game. And then yeah. the second it came out, it was just praised yeah. and it has never stopped. Like, I don't, I think Wind Waker is one of the few games. Like, I definitely hear criticisms of Wind Waker, but I think less so than any other 3D Zelda game, to be honest. Yeah, nowadays. Wind Waker being the way it is, is the reason why I want the series to kind of not evolve even more. If Nintendo could make a game like Wind Waker in terms of the consistency of the game, and yeah, maybe add a dungeon or two more, I think that could be the formula to make a perfect Zelda game. Like... Because, like, the story, yes, is very linear in Wind Waker, but I like linear Zelda games. And having an art style that is timeless, because the Zelda series could now evolve into three branches, having three pillars of types of Zelda games. I think for that classic linear Zelda game now, Wind Waker is the blueprint to go by, especially after Wind Waker HD. So, like, I, I think I would be comfortable with it in S tier. If everyone else is, if not, I understand it could stay in double A. We can revisit things after after a little bit. I, I really don't think we'll put any of the other comparable Zelda games above Wind Waker. Let's see, because I, I agree with Gino that maybe like what we need to do is like have these conversations all in double A and then decide what which like once we know which ones are placed where, then decide which ones are higher and move up, right? Okay, so now we're gonna return to our four swords conversation with four swords adventure. Now, I think this game did the Four Swords concept much better. Like, I think this yeah. is a stronger Four Swords game, personally. Yeah. I'd like to start with this one because I really, really like this game. Mm -hmm. I've played it single player multiple times. I've played it multiplayer multiple times. I've even played it with all four, like, GameCube uh, controller adapters to like and Game Boy Advances. Like, I've played this game in almost e like, every single way it could be played. And... Visually, I think it's actually quite good as well. Like the graphics-wise, for a GameCube game, it's pretty good. The pixel art's fantastic. Like that being said, I would put it probably at the top of B tier. Really? Yeah, I'd put it at the top of B tier because once again, it is a shorter game. It's the furthest a multiplayer Zelda can go with the concept. I really believe that. Really? And interesting. I'd put it at the top of B. Before I'm just gonna the one thing I'll say is like I've only played this game single player, 
And that's what I appreciate about Forcer's Adventure is that I think more so than any of the multiplayer Zeldas, this one is the only one that can be properly enjoyed by yourself. But that's the only experience I've had, and I'm sure the experience is much more enriching when you play a multiplayer. And all yeah. I'm going to say is I personally agree with B-tier. I personally would put it between Link's Awakening and Oracle of Seasons. Um, but this conversation is making me feel like I think the hub world's got to get some Game Boy cables and play this game together. I own two. Uh, I'll borrow two from Phil. Phil's got four. All right. We're going to play this. But Gino, where do you put it? Never played it. I don't know. Oh, okay. Then, um, Mateo, I will ask you, I'll ask you this, because I think this will be a definitive factor. And you think this is the best multiplayer Zelda? Yes. No question, honestly. Like, it's by far the best multiplayer Zelda game. Hmm. Yeah. And I know we had a good time playing the other one, but this one is local. And you don't have to you don't have to worry about the internet being yes, a pain in the you know what. So but you do need to worry about getting four Game Boy Advance link cables, which sucks. But yes, but because we have the means to do it, so we do. But not everybody. Does. But that doesn't matter. I mean, I still, I still personally feel it should go after Link's Awakening. But if you really want it before Link's Awakening, I'll put it. This is the way I would put it. I didn't have very high expectations playing the going into this game, and I was blown away. I loved it. Link's Awakening. Everyone was saying, oh, it's really the most underrated Zelda game. And like it, it had all. I, so I did have some degree of expectations going into it. And I would say they were met or they were I was slightly underwhelmed. I, I agree with you now. I think you've convinced me. Like, I think there's something to be said about the multiplayer experience of Zelda, because this really is the third style of Zelda. And this is the best version of it. And in your opinion, and I don't necessarily disagree. So let's put it there. That's good. Now. This is one, the next one that's coming up, I actually think this one will be a fight. But, let's see. Gino, I think you should speak to it first. Ooh, do I get my swear? You can say it, I'll bleep it. Miniature Cap's amazing. This is my favorite handheld Legend of Zelda game, by far. The dungeons were good, the combat was great, the music was good, Ezlo is great, the shrinking mechanic, while at first I thought was kind of dumb really aided itself to exploration and running around inside the world. I thoroughly had my mind changed playing this game. The kinstone mechanic was a little frustrating at times if you didn't have all the right puzzle pieces and everything, but you got to see characters from other games. Yeah, things were a little silly sometimes where they reused uh, some of the boss uh, with the the Chu, the, the Chu boss, and like it was originally a, like a stage one, like like the first dungeon's boss, but it eventually like turned into a mini-boss. And I know that this one has a special place in your heart. Now, the tough question for you, where would you put it? If it was up to me, I'd put this just after A Link to the Past. On some days, it is before A Link to the Past. But I will defer to the wisdom of the group. I'll be honest, Minish Cap, then the reason I was going to say that this one's a fight is because I know, Gino, it's one of your favorite Zelda games. And I just think it's middle of the pack. Like, that's just how I've always felt about it. I actually really like Minish Cap. Like, I think Minish Cap has one of the coolest like concepts, and I love the art style. I think some of the characters are really funny, but in terms of like the actual dungeons and like the game, I actually, for the 2D games, I always felt like it was very middle of the pack. But that being said, even though I feel that way, I am not necessarily adamant about it 
going where I want it to go. Like, I, I don't feel so strongly that it absolutely is a middle-of-the-pack game. That's just how I feel toward it. Like, yeah. I do think it can go higher than I feel. The thing that really pushes Minish Cap is the creativity in the world and the items. I love the Gus Jar and the Mole Mitts and the Cape. Like, I, I love that. That is valid. But the game needed more dungeons. The fact, like, Minish Cap had, what, four or five dungeons? I think it was five or six. Regardless, if memory serves me correct, Oracles and uh, Link's Awakening had more dungeons than Minish Cap did. They did. So, to me, that's a knock against it. And they weren't really that memorable. Most of my pleasant memories of Minish Cap come with just screwing around with the items in the overworld. And I love the sprite art in that game. It's incredible. Like, they really did a good job translating the Wind Waker style to a portable. And, like, that is really awesome. Like, I love that. I love Ezlo. Ezlo is one of my favorite companions in Zelda. But for me, I wouldn't put it in double A. It's an A or B game for me. It's not between A and B if I if there was another tier. That's where I would put it. Yeah. For sure, I think it's better than Link's Awakening. Yeah. But is it better than Oracle of Ages? That's exactly what I think. Like, that's exactly my question is like, I believe it's fundamentally better than Link's Awakening. I actually think if I were to put in B right now, I would put it at the top of B. But I also feel if I were to put in A right now, I'd put it at the bottom of A. But I also know how much Gino likes it. And I'm not so tied to Oracle of Ages that I'm like, it shouldn't go before Oracle of Ages. So like, really, I'm in the same boat. I'm not tied to Majora's Mask either. So (laughs) (laughs) put it at the top of A for all I care. (laughs) I don't know. I personally feel like it shouldn't go ahead of Majora's Mask. but I am like definitely against putting it in double A. Like I I wouldn't go that high. I don't think it goes this high. I wouldn't dare put it there either, even though like coming back to it again, like they've done, they did such a good job with Vati literally turning him from like the amorphous eye monster into an actual, like likable and relatable character. And I know what, like they never revisited him after that. And I never understood why. Well, cause his story was done, right? Like they really just like kind of told his story through three games. This was his origin story. Yeah, and like what I really do think about Minish Cap is like it is so unique. Matero put it very well. Like when I look at the games that are in A, like I personally don't think it's on the caliber of the two games I see in A personally for me. But when I put it against the games in B, I also don't. I think it's better than all three of those games. Like yeah, but it, 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 it can be at the bottom of A, Jules. That's 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 okay. This this is why I have the hat. Oh, okay. Because I am the fan. This is why I have the okay, hat. There you go. You have the hat because Adriano bought it for you. That's I originally you didn't want it, and now it's my favorite thing ever. That hat will be mine. Let it be known on the hub world that Gino has an Ezlo hat, and once he passes to the next life, that Ezlo hat will be mine. It'll be mine. Well, there you go. The most expensive Zelda game of the core Zelda games sitting in my room right now in a pristine box goes at the end of A. Okay. Now, this is. I think this one's going to be another tough one. At least it could be very tough for me. But Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess is my favorite Zelda game. Even now. I love Twilight Princess. I think it's a very quality game. I can acknowledge that in many ways it's not as good as Wind Waker. And it's not as good as maybe like one other game in the series. I still think it's in the top three best Zeldas in my opinion. I think it has so much good to it. I think it there's such a great cast of characters. Um, I love the tone. I love the dungeon design and the bosses. Like I think some of the, like I think the best dungeon and the best boss come from this game. 
So like, there's a lot about Twilight Princess that is so high that I feel even though it does have lows, the lows are, I don't think they're that low. And I think that they're very outdone by their, their highs. And I think all the Zelda games have lows, to be fair. For me, this game is between Wind Waker and Ocarina of Time in AA. If I'm looking at quality and not favoritism, that's where I would put it. I will leave it to, to both of you to share your thoughts. Twilight Princess, for me, like one of the most anticipated games of my life is Twilight Princess. Like, literally, one of the most hype moments in video game history was Nintendo showing this game at E3 2004 and Miyamoto coming out on the stage with the Master Sword and the Hylian Shield. Like, you cannot top that. And trailer after trailer for Twilight Princess was like they were so hype and like this game was an event and it was probably even to this day I think it's it was probably the most hype I've ever been for a Zelda game I for sure think it's in the double A like you said Jules the dungeons even though you barely use the items outside their dungeons the items are still really cool the spinner the dominion rod the ball and chain like they're awesome items and like Wind Waker felt like a true sequel to Ocarina of Time. Twilight Princess felt arguably even more like a true sequel to Ocarina of Time. Like the music was incredible. Hyrule Field, people have the same criticisms with Hyrule Field like they do with Ocarina of Time's Hyrule Field, but I don't care. Like I still think that the being able to swing your sword on horseback and shoot your bow with the pointer controls, like I thought that was really cool. And to this day, even with Twilight HD, I think the game is still incredible. And the fixes, yes, they're not as severe as Wind Waker's, but they were still welcome. The Twilight Princess and Wind Waker in recent years have been the two Zelda games I've always been wanting to go back to. Even after I've beaten them, I'm like, dang, you know, I can't wait to replay this game. But that being said, I would still probably put it at the tail end of AA. Because I still think Twilight Princess doesn't really have the overall highs or as many highs as ocarina does and i don't think it's as complete of a game as wind waker or link to the past but i still think it deserves the recognition of being in the double a tier for me i'm siding a little more with jules's um jules's placement on this one here just because i feel like ocarina of time while it does a good job of doing everything it it did every game after it was trying to recapture what ocarina of time did nintendo saw a lot of the the backlash and everything they got from wind waker looking like a cartoon we have hindsight now to know that they didn't need to worry about that but i'm very sure this is why they went to that darker more edgy kind of tone for twilight wolf link uh, combat it was neat was it what I expected or what I wanted. No, it wasn't compelling. UK, I switched to Wolf Link, so I wouldn't have to somersault across the field because he just ran faster. And then once you unlocked uh, the fast travel, there was like a million fast travel points in that game. You could go literally anywhere you wanted. I feel like the sword combat was better, albeit my only play, th- my only complete playthrough of Twilight Princess was on the Wii, but it was memorable. The boss in the desert, the spinner boss, uh, Style Lord, great fight. But for every Star Lord, you have Yetta. Yetta was a fantastic boss battle. 
No, that entire lot, that and that the the frost mansion I found was probably one of like the most like thoughtful, insightful dungeons. I, I just didn't like that boss. But like, this is the only game where you can run around inside of a house making soup for an abominable snowman as he's trying to remember where his wife is. Like, it's just such a bizarre concept, but it works. And that's why I feel like the level design in in this one, at least, is is a little bit more memorable. It brought back the fishing mini game. It did everything that Ocarina of Time did right, and then added a little bit more. So for me, I think this one also will have to edge out Ocarina. Of Time. I'm fine with that because, like, even when you were talking, you know, I was just thinking, no, maybe I should put it higher because, like, Twilight Link is the coolest Link. Yeah. He's got the best design, in my opinion, with like the chainmail underneath, and he does Double the cool sword. Come on, that was my idea. The, 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 yeah, the sword taunts. Like, that was so awesome. Magnetic iron boots, right? That's so yeah. cool. Like, just there's so many things in Twilight Princess, very, very so- small, subtle things. And I'm like, if Ocarina of Time were to come out today, it would be Twilight Princess. Yeah, totally. Like, the final boss against Ganon wasn't the best, but dang, was that like the atmosphere. Like the, it was cool. yeah, exactly one on one sword fight. Like that's that's like a top Zelda moment in my opinion. Like that's and like really... in all honesty, like the boss battle itself wasn't designed poorly. It's just in general, I think Twilight yeah. Princess's whole deal was it was just too easy. That's why we have Ganon mode? Yep. Ganon you put it on hero fun. mode and use the Ganon amiibo where everything does quad damage. But the biggest thing though that I forgot about and that we didn't even mention was Midna. Midna is top tier character. Yeah, she's incredible. And that alone, I think, is one of the most compelling reasons to play Twilight Princess is her and her characterization. And You have her, but you also have Colin. So it's also like, you got the highs, but you got the lows, you know? I, and you also honestly, have their version of the Water Temple, even, which wasn't that great. No, but the moment of Link stabbing Morpheal's eye is cool. Yeah. See, like, that's the thing. Like, for everything you could say is not that great about Twilight Princess, I can think of something like, you know what? But though that the one thing they did here was really cool. Like, right now, I really want to play it. And yet, I'm like, I know Nintendo's got a way, version of that coming out on Switch. Like, it's going to happen. So, the same with Wind Waker. Like, that's the only, those are the only reasons I'm not going back to play these games right now. Because I know they're coming soon to Switch. And I will pay full price to play those games again. Put Twilight up there. Like I agree, you can put okay. Twilight, Ocarina, Wind Waker. Like they're they're all they're all the same in my opinion. So, and so Twilight is going to take that slot beside Wind Waker. Then they were not just blind Ocarina fans. It's true. Now one we can all agree on. Yep. Sorry, Joe. Phantom Hourglass. I yeah. Uh, I'm very sorry, <laughs> Joe. I'm very sorry. This is a D tier Zelda game. Yep. Yep. The only reason I believe it's not the bottom is because I still, like I said before, like I have an issue putting like a full game below what was essentially a mini game. I do think Phantom Hourglass has good portions. Don't get me wrong. Like I went back and played Phantom Hourglass. I was actually pleasantly surprised with how much I actually did enjoy. The dungeons are really good. Like the and like the whole like touchscreen gameplay is really cool, but it suffers with the same problem that Wind Waker original had, where like the Great Sea is too big, but it also doesn't have enough in the Great Sea, unlike Wind Waker, for you to actually want to explore it. So it becomes kind of like tedious. And then on top of that, pretty much everything that wasn't the dungeon sucks, especially that bloody, I can't remember what it's called, the Temple... Temple of the Ocean King? Temple of the Ocean King. Like, they fixed it when they made Spirit Tracks because they did a similar concept, and it worked. 
And like I like the concept of like a big dungeon you go back and re-explore, but the fact that you actually have to go through every single thing you were doing before every single time, it's like it's too much. That it's a slog. It does a lot well, but there's so much that's just like boring and mundane and tedious. And that's what's the problem of this game isn't that it's a bad game, it's that there's too many tedious required parts of it. Yeah. You can't go through it and play it without being bored. Second, all of that, and then even the thing that makes it worse is the controls. I really think the touch controls just don't work. Like that's like Nintendo's like, oh, we have the the DS, the touch screen is so innovative. Yep, let's make a Zelda game that only uses touch controls. And in the meantime, people are destroying their touch screens because of how hard they're using the stylus. Touch controls, yes, they were innovative. This game, it it just doesn't. They just didn't work. I I don't know. Like that's all I have to say. Like I I like I gave yeah. them. I I tip my hat for the the innovation, but I would so, yeah, easy detail. Like, is it is it Gino? What do you think? Do you think it should go before? It's not bottom of it's not bottom of D tier. Like before four swords. I'd say I enjoyed this game more than what little I did of Zelda two. That's fair. You guys can speak to that because I'm fine with that if you guys want to do that. Yeah, this is top of D D in my opinion. What do you think, Mateo? Well, I've beat Phantom Hourglass. I've never beat Zelda 2, but like, I don't know if that's something I would necessarily... I mean, Phantom Hourglass has Lineback, and Lineback's a cool character. I do like Lineback, yes. I like the final boss sequence. Yeah, there's there's some good in there. It it has some really good moments. Like, when you you power up the... um, the sword with the different metals and stuff to yeah. get the phantom sword when you combine it with the sands of time i mean the the hourglass stuff i thought it was really cool totally yeah that's fair i think that's a good place to put it now it's sequel spirit tracks we can talk about this one fixed um, a lot of the problems fixed a lot of the problem but also created the problem of some people couldn't progress because it was so hard to do the blowing the pipe minigame yes that was very difficult but the fact that Zelda was a companion in this game, yeah, that was cool. I thought was such a fantastic idea. Something that they need to do again, and even like elaborate on. Like this is where I started thinking, like you know, Zelda should be playable in a game alongside Link, mm-hmm. where her name is like the front and center thing. The train worked and operated way better than the ship. The world was still too big, though. It, it was yes, but I love the Spirit Tracks theme. Mm-hmm. It had much better music than Phantom Hourglass. You're right. The th- and even like the level design too is a lot better. Yes, the touch controls are still an issue, but like you didn't have anything nearly as bad as what was in Phantom Hourglass for sure. And, and it took a lot of those concepts and just made them better, improved them. Yeah, I would put it either at the bottom of B or the top of C. I don't think it's B. I personally don't think it I and especially like I'm kind of looking at what's coming up and see we only have one game in there and I feel like like we're being almost too generous to some of the games and I think Spirit Tracks is one of the ones that I really feel like yes you can be generous and put it in B but really it's a C tier game. Yeah. And I can live with that like but I I would put it above Zelda 1 to be honest with you though. Like I I below Zelda 1 personally but I can go either way. I would say it's before Zelda 1. Okay, then it's before Zelda 1. Like, everything below Spirit Tracks, and I can guarantee this is going to be the case, everything below Spirit Tracks on our final list will be 
the games I just have no motivation to ever play again. That is my threshold. It and everything above it are things I would play again. Everything below Spirit Tracks, like I would just never touch again. So. Yeah, that's valid. To the most recently remade Zelda game, Skyward Sword. I'll let one of you guys start. I'm going to start it off with this. I love the way that this game played. It felt very easy, though. And the sky sucks. Really? I, I don't think it sucks. I think it's like, I'm indifferent. Like, especially when you're doing, like, the quest with the harp and stuff, and you're flying all over the place... It just felt very like everything is just too far away, and there's no there was no swift sail equivalent in the remake that make that could make like the bird fly better like by giving it like a jet engine or something on its back to make it fly faster. But it's just I I really didn't like hopping up and down between the world. I just thought it was it was it was it was really a lot. It really leaned into the Wii's motion controls craze, kind of like how Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks kind of leaned into the touch controls. Don't get me wrong, like this game really kind of fleshed out a lot of things, and this was really the first game that kind of separated from the original tri like from the Triforce, right? Like it's it stopped being about Din for our Nehru and it became more about the goddess Hylia. And this is really where we get a lot of our lore with Breath of the Wild, where like the idea of the goddess versus the three of them that made the Triforce, right? Phi was was annoying, but you learned to love her as well. Do you though? It's just as annoying as hey, listen, hey, yeah. listen. It's hey. more annoying because it's not it's not just a sound that's annoying. It's like, like she's that's a supercomputer. Well, it's it's not even the character. Like Navi was annoying for the fact that like her sound bites were annoying. What was annoying about Phi was the fact that she was intrusive. Like you had to like constantly stop gameplay for her to tell you to do something. Whereas Navi didn't do that. She'd be like, "Hey, listen, hey, listen," but you could choose to ignore. Phi doesn't even ask you to listen. Phi's just like, "You're listening now. Here's a wall of text." But that rant aside, I, I want to say some positives about Skyward. Upon playing Skyward HD, I realized how much I love this game. This game is actually phenomenal. I think Skyward has some of the best dungeon design in the entire series, like hands down. But I acknowledge that. With that also comes the kind of, I agree with everything you said about Above Sky. I wouldn't call it bad. I wouldn't say it sucks, but I would definitely say it breaks the pacing of the game. And there are other aspects of the game, such as the motion controls that like also kind of like mess up the way dungeon items are supposed to work because all the puzzles, rather than being based around dungeon items, are based around motion controls, which is hit or miss. I think Skyward Sword's phenomenal, but I think it's an A-tier game. Mm -hmm. It's one of the most difficult games for me to place because I adore just as many things as I dislike about this game. I adore the soundtrack, but like Gino, I do not like the Loftwing gameplay, and I don't like essentially anything in the sky outside of Skyloft. Like Skyloft is a fantastic town, a fantastic home base, essentially. But everything outside of Skyloft in the sky is boring, in my opinion. The cast of characters is among the best cast of characters, the supporting characters, Fi aside, in any Zelda game. But mm -hmm. I hate having to fight the Imprisoned three or four times, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And then also the fact that you revisit the same areas below the sky. And the fact that those areas are not connected 
also is something I don't like, but the dungeon design is incredible in that game. And yeah, the like the items are creative, but I felt like there's not enough, but the item crafting is and like leveling up is really good. So like there's a step forward and a step back literally with almost anything in Skyward Sword. And I agree, it is an A tier game. But the thing is, I personally would put it at the top of A tier because I believe the story of Skyward Sword is arguably the greatest story in any Zelda game. I agree. I second that. I actually think Skyward Sword is the best The relationships story. between Link and Zelda and Impa and Groose even like are phenomenal. I yeah. love the origin of the the Zelda Zelda cycle how it's told cuz Skyward Sword is the first game chronologically in the entire series. It's the foundation for the new lore too, right? Like it's the first Zelda game with a uh, with an orchestrated soundtrack, like the brilliance of just the Ballad of the God- Goddess being Zelda's lullaby backwards. Yeah, and I think like the thing about Skyward that is like consistent about it, and I think that's why it's aged really well, is that I think, and I think this is the case of more so than almost all the Zelda games. Even if you don't like the design of Skyward Sword, like fundamentally, yes, there's design choices people won't like. People won't like the motion controls. They won't like the fact that you go fight some bosses over and over again. They won't like the fact that the there's not a connected like gameplay wise there's some issues there but i feel like even if you don't like the design you can appreciate the fact that skyward sword more so than any other game in the series has the entire heart and soul of the zelda team put into it it is the highest effort game i think they have like there's so much life put into that game even if you don't like the design the fact is, they intentionally designed everything they did. They didn't cut corners for this game. They didn't cut content. They didn't like try to reproduce content. Like This game was their vision, and the only thing, the only idea they had that they cut was having a massive open world, and that was because of the limitations of the tech. But ultimately, like this game, I I still go back and play it. I'm like, wow, like it's masterfully crafted. Like it's such a fantastic game that I wish people would look past the fact that they don't like motion controls or that they wanted an open world to see the brilliance. Because like when people say Skyward Sword is bad, I'm just like, it's not. It's like it's not a bad game. And but I I do think it is a tier lower than the other ones because th- some of the things they tried didn't work. But I, I agree. Like I think the story is what pushes it to that top of A. Yeah. It's like such a fantastic story. And I know not everybody agrees. I've I've actually I was surprised when Skyward Sword HD came on and I saw how many people thought that it had an awful story. And I was really taken aback by that because I yeah. was like, this is actually a really well written narrative. There's like uh-huh. the characters are more developed in this game than in any other game. Like the core cast is very developed. There's a lot of like emotional moments that hit hard. There's like a lot of good lore pieces in there. There are twists too, right? Like Zelda doesn't have a lot of twists typically, but this one like had like the simplest twists of all time. Like I re- I remember my jaw dropped when Girahim at the very end of the game when he like revives demise and he says like welcome back master and they like 
red bold master and then he turns into the sword I, my jaw dropped because i'm like that was in front of our faces the whole game in terms of from his design being comparable to Fi's to the way he referred to demise the way Fi refers to link i'm like this is crazy like it's so well done it's very well done yeah i i agree it should be top of i have one thing though about gearham gearham shouldn't have turned into a sword he should have turned into the trident maybe but Demise isn't Ganon. But yeah, top of A for Skyward. I agree. All right. Okay. I'm top good with a. that. Um, next game, Link Between Worlds. This one was fun. Would I ever play it again? Probably not. Really? Yeah, I'm honestly, Mateo, like you had kind of told me beforehand how y- you had said the only two 2D Zeldas you felt like were like up like up high. Or Link Between Worlds and Link to the Past, and I had said like I only half agree with you, and the half agree was Link to the Past. Like I don't think Link Between Worlds is anything special. Like I think it's good. I don't even think it's close to Link to the Past. To me, it's the third best two D Zelda because I like Oracle of Ages better. I think it's better than Minish, but I also think there's an argument to be made that it goes below Minish. Like I, I think it's I definitely know. in the double A A range, but I personally don't think it's double a like i i personally wouldn't compare link between worlds to the 3d zelda games at all i wouldn't put it in the double a tier especially based on our criteria for what should be in double a i wouldn't put it in double a for sure i would put it in a but the thing is i just love the puzzle solving in uh link between worlds the whole going onto the wall the 2d mechanic as people call it whatever i thought that's brilliant and it's one of the few games on 3DS I played with the 3D slider on because it worked so well. And then the other thing I really loved about Link Between Worlds was how it was a familiar world because we had all played and loved Link to the Past. But the way they handled the dark world or the low rule, as it's called, because it's it's a different it's not the same dark world, it's a different world, and how it really is the opposite the way it portrays the characters is the opposite all of that i thought that was brilliant and the fact that you could buy your or you could rent your items you could really go anywhere you wanted to like that to me was such a breath of fresh air coming after all of these really linear zelda games zelda had been linear for such a long time and this was like okay like i said i love linear zelda games but this was a nice sort of refresher as to what Zelda 1 and Link to the Past even was like. And I really, really appreciated that. And I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I, I think my biggest issue with Link Between Worlds is, while I appreciate its familiarity, I feel like that also works at its disadvantage because it almost doesn't feel as fresh as it should be. But then also, I I don't like the buying, like the renting the items and going wherever you want mechanic. And my reason for that is very specific. I I like the idea of choice in a game. Like I, I think choice is important. But the thing is, Link Between Worlds gives you an illusion of choice. It's not real choice. Because even though they let you go wherever you want, the dungeons are still designed to have a specific order in mind in the sense that certain dungeons are harder than other dungeons. It almost would have been nice if it's like, all of the dungeons are programmed that like once you beat a dungeon, every other dungeon gets harder. So you actually like get to feel the natural progression of going through a game. And I felt like I never got that with Link Between Worlds because it never felt like my game got harder 
or got more challenging or more innovative. It just felt like, oh, hey, I chose the harder dungeon and now I chose an easier one. And I I never liked that about it because it always felt like like because I did one of the like middle of the lane dungeons first, and then I remember doing some of the other ones and just feeling like they were boring. And then I remember getting to one that was too hard too early, and I had to be like, okay, I can't even do this one. Like, I'm going to go do other stuff and come back. And I didn't like that feeling of, like, you're telling me I can choose, but then when I choose that, it's like the game is punishing me for choosing. And so I think that's what I don't like about A Link Between Worlds, is that I'd, as much as I think it's refreshing to not have a linear pathway, I feel like if you're going to do that, you actually have to present all of the options equally instead of they're still being like it's still designed to be linear it's just they're letting you choose to go to the harder ones first if you want i remember playing through this game and i chose to play it in the exact same order of the dungeons in a link to the past and the game was totally fine i didn't have that issue because i was setting myself in the linear in in the linear mode I'm like okay i'm gonna go do the the eastern palace first okay now i'm gonna go to the desert okay i'm gonna go to the tower now and then when you do the, the Dark World dungeons, or sorry, the Low World dungeons, I did it in the, the exact same order of the way that the crystals were supposed to be done, and there was no issue. I didn't have to think. But that being said, I thought this game entirely was too easy. I remember the Eastern Palace had a maybe a collective total of eight rooms. It didn't feel like I was really exploring. I was like, okay, these are all like mini dungeons. One thing though, and I know Jules doesn't agree with me on this, I and Mateo kind of touched on it, where like all the characters in Low Rule were like the opposite, their Hyrule components, and I kind of want to like have it on the record here, me me saying this, so like, okay, Yuga, when we're first introduced to Yuga, is a very inherently weak villain. He doesn't really get strong until he absorbs Ganon and becomes Yuganon, when he absorbs the avatar of the Triforce of Power. Hilda is a very smart villain, but she's not wise. If she was wise, she's okay, we're going to gather the, the Triforce pieces with Yuga here, and instead of wishing that it becomes ours, why can't you just wish for yours to come back to life? Like, that's that's a wiser thing to do, because you're, you're not going to make another kingdom your enemy, right? Like, there's a, there, was a smarter, there was a smarter plan for her to have. And then, of course, we have Ravio, who's a sniveling coward that can't solve his kingdom's problem. Yeah, and convinces somebody else to do it for him because he's afraid. And I don't necessarily disagree with that, by the way. I was just kind of being difficult the other night when we talked about it. But uh, like, there are lots of things to appreciate about Link Between Worlds, and that's why I can soli- like solidly say I think it's an A tier Zelda game. I just don't I'd think say it's this is B. Way. I'd say it's really? B just because I'd never go back to it. Like I played it, I enjoyed it. I would I ever play it again? No. But here's a question for you. This is where I will ask you: Look at the games in B and look at the games in A. Do you think it fits more with like Link's Awakening and Oracle of Seasons than it does with Oracle of Ages and Minish Cap? Yeah. Really? See, I think I would be more inclined to put it in B if Oracle of Seasons wasn't there. But if Oracle of Seasons is in B, there's no way Link Between Worlds should be I think there. C's, honestly, the more the longer we're on this list, Jules, the more I think that Seasons has to go down to Seasons. Yeah, uh, I, I do too. I actually do. But we can do that after. But I, I honestly I, think that this is a B tier game. I think it's an A. I think it's A, and that's not because, like, oh, this game's here, whatever. I legitimately think it's an A-tier game. It's my second favorite 2D Zelda game, and this is one of the games that I really associate with the 3DS and, like, the turnaround that the 3DS had. And, like, this was my game of the year, the year it came out in 2013. Like, I have so many 
fond memories with this game and just I just loved Link to the Past so much and the fact they made a sequel to it was honestly like it was like a magical announcement when they announced this like holy crap I was really excited for that too so I obviously I'd put it above Oracle of Ages I'd put it above Majora's Mask below Skyward Sword but I'm sure you guys would not do that so I mean I would be okay doing that personally I'm more inclined like I think it should go between Minish and Oracles. I'm more inclined to put it above Ages and before Majora's, but like I'm, I'm kind of open to anything with this one because I'm like, I understand why people consider it one of the best Zelda games. I, I just don't. It's just more of a good thing. It's more linked to the past. So, and the more I sit and think about it, also I'm like, you know what? Maybe I am a little bit too harsh, but my seasons comment, I'm going to stick behind that. I think we do need to move it down to C. You know what, Mateo? You can't have enough of a link to the past. It is good. So, yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. So where do you put it, Gino? Uh, I'm I'm I, I am indifferent on the placing, even though I think Minish is better. But it's a different kind of 2D Zelda game. Well, let's put it here. Put it before Majora's Mask, just because I think 2D Zelda deserves to have at least one more game that's like breaking up the 3D games. You know, I don't think it's fair to have all the 3D games. Like in the only one up there, like Link to the Past. Let's let's give Two D Zelda a bit of love. Okay, we only have two more games left. Triforce Heroes. I will remind everybody to go listen to our 3DS Essentials list, in which I said that I think Triforce Heroes is a better game than Link Between Worlds, and I stand by that. That being said, Triforce Heroes is not an A tier Zelda game. Triforce Heroes is also not the best multiplayer Zelda game. Well. That is your opinion. I I disagree, but I think I really think if you played, if we all played Four Swords Adventures the way it was intended to be played, I think you would agree that Four Swords Adventures is the best multiplayer Zelda game. Yes, I really uh, and, really think that. And I don't necessarily disagree. Now, here's what I'm gonna say because I know Gino, you haven't played this one, right? The only time I played this game was at PAX. So me and Mateo are basically making the bulk of the decision here. Mateo, this is what I suggest. And this is what I thought was going to happen anyway. All right. I think Triforce Heroes is a B-tier game. Like, I do think it's a solid Zelda game. But I think it should push Seasons down to C. We can do that, yeah. Like, so it would go... It would go where Seasons is, and Seasons would go at the top of C. Okay. Which was kind of, like, hinted at by Geno, too, is that maybe we push Seasons down. Okay, I'm good with that. Gina, are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, because I think this is where I always wanted seasons, but I also didn't want to like make the case for it because I was like, let's just wait till we have everything on the board, and then it will be clear that seasons should not be where it is. I was like, it will speak for itself. I know it will. And I know listeners right now, you're probably like, Triforce Heroes at B? How could you do that? Oracle of Seasons is way better. You're wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, and also, one thing I wanted to say about... I, the thing that I kind of held off about with Four Swords Adventures compared to Triforce Heroes, because those are the two games that are very much like at odds with each other on our list, is that you can play Four Swords Adventures by yourself. You can play it with two, three, four people. With Triforce Heroes, I do not recommend playing that game at all unless you're playing with a full team of three three players i don't not even two players i think having three players is by far the definitive way to play that game 
there's no alternative to that. Whereas Four Swords Adventures, you have the alternatives one, two, three, or four players is all equally valid, but ideally you would play with two, three, or four players. So, like, that's why I just don't like we played playing, we tried playing by ourselves. The online sucks in that game, too. Like, it, the amount of times we've dis- we disconnected, Yako was our third player. Like, the amount of times we disconnected at the end of a long level, like, it just, you would pull your hair out during those moments. To be fair, though, to give a little bit of the doubt, that was only happening because I was living in a place where the internet, the Wi-Fi in my room was like pretty much non-existent in the game's defense. That was completely Giuliano's bad Wi-Fi and not a, an inherent part of the game, but it is something to consider. Like if you're playing Wi-Fi, yeah. there's always the chance that you'll disconnect. And if the game doesn't have a system to like, save or protect your save when you disconnect in the middle of a 20 minute level then yeah yeah, it sucks well so but there you go now we only have one more game to place i'd like to hope that we know we're gonna place it but we have breath of the wild which i believe is the king and should be going into s i don't think it's the best zelda game but i think the way we've constructed our list it should be the top. I don't necessarily. I agree with you. I don't necessarily think it's the best Zelda game, and I actually personally don't think it's the best Zelda game. But I still think it is one of two. Like personally, like I would put two games in S, and whether Breath of the Wild would be one or two, I haven't decided. But like I always thought it would be an S. Like for me, I was always like, this is one of those two games I would put in S. Yeah, like I would put it in S tier because I think. Still, it's probably the most accessible Zelda game to players that have never played. Like, I know so many people that have never played a Zelda game and played Breath of the Wild and loved it. But I would never see them play, like, they would never play Twilight Princess or Skyward Sword or Majora's Mask or something like that. Like, they, they, it's, it has such a broad general appeal. That's why I think it's the most inclusive and accessible Zelda game. But, as a Zelda fan, I've almost beat every single game. I have my biases. I have, like, Breath of the Wild does not have, in my mind, a great story. It's a very hidden story. Like, like the traditional dungeons suck, but the trials are really, really good. They're little bite-sized dungeons. Like, I think the traditional dungeons rock. It's just the, the fact that they all look the same. Well, but they, and they all revolve around the same concept, like it's if that was one dungeon like that, it would be fantastic. But there's four. Like even though they're they're the concept of moving the thing, it's a it's a different. Yeah, one's like it's got water. Mechanic. One's got yeah. Like it's and like I'm hoping with the sequel, like that that's going to be that changed. Be, that's the number yeah. one thing I want is that like more dungeons that are different. This quickly though, like like I said with the story, the story is not in the the forefront as it is in almost every other Zelda game. The story is very hidden, but when you do see it, the interactions between the champions and Link are fantastic, and the side character, the new era of champions are great. And, like, the villages are really fantastic. The music's incredible. That's all peak Zelda almost. And the weapons and the armor customization, like, the gear customization, all of that, I love that. A lot of those things are now 
or they, when they when they were introduced in Breath of the Wild or Breath of the Wild sort of enhanced them, those are now staples or were staples in open world games already. So like if you've played an Assassin's Creed game or if you've played The Witcher, I know like they're not exactly the same, but the elements are very similar. So there you have at least some sort of familiarity with how this game will be played. Mateo and you both said it very, very well. This is an S-tier game, even though, like, as a traditional Zelda fan, I wasn't a big fan of the dungeons. That's my big thing. Item choice, I find also, like, there was no hookshot. Like, you didn't have your goofy, wacky items, like a Dominion Rod. Like, okay, you had your, your ice, fire, lightning rods. You had your boomerangs. You had the hammers and the clubs and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, but you had those at the expense of your sword, right? Exactly. It wasn't an additive mm-hmm. thing. I wasn't a big fan of everything breaking all the time. I wish there was something that you could do. Like, okay, you have a favorite weapon. Just say, I really like using the really big two-hand boomerang. I really like that. I wish there was something that I could do. Find a blacksmith somewhere, give it diamond ore, and have it permanently in my inventory. That would be yeah. great. Yeah, and there's definitely design things that are very different than the rest of Zelda, but I think they were very properly implemented. Oh, yeah, like if if you had an item that was with you forever everywhere, like it would have break it would have broken the balance of the game and it would have made it less valuable of like, okay, why do you want to go to Hetsu and find all yeah. the golden poops? Right? Yeah. And I think that ultimately like the thing with Breath of the Wild that will always be the thing with Breath of the Wild is it is fundamentally a different game than everything in the series. And while I yeah, like it. it sucks that like some things that we love, like some of the dungeon items, like Claw Shot and all that stuff aren't there. What is the equivalent of the dungeon items, which are the runes, are like way, like way more dynamic than anything we've ever experienced in Zelda. Like the uh, the variety of ways in which you can use the dungeon items equivalent in this game is like yeah. leagues and leagues and leagues and leagues. And even the way beyond. the world interacts with said runes right like and that's the thing is like they they opted for this idea of like let's have fewer quote-unquote dungeon items and make them like significantly important to every aspect of this environment and what it was designed to do it does like exceptional and then there's one last thing i wanted to say about it is that the thing that the truly special thing about breath of the wild is the fact that your playthrough of that game will be different then every future playthrough you have, it'll be different than anyone else's path through the game. Like that will be every time you play that game, it'll be a different experience. You can choose to get go straight to Ganon. You can choose to do all the trials. You can do half of them. You can do whatever. You can go to one place before the other. It like we said, how like you were saying, like linked between worlds really isn't that type of experience. Breath of the Wild is in every sense of the word like it yeah. is truly open while i love that concept of like your your playthrough is truly your own i do think that makes it difficult to go back and replay it because it's very hard yeah. to emulate what you did prior but that's also not necessarily a bad thing like that can also be a good thing either way it's here and we've yeah. decided it's going at s so i feel like we should just have the last conversation before we solidify this list of is it the only game in S, or are we bumping up Wind Waker, which is the top of our double A, 
to be an S with it. And if we are, then it's the discussion of which one goes first. But bumping up, in terms of bumping up, I believe Wind Waker should be an S. That is my opinion. I I am in favor of bumping Wind Waker up to S. But I think if we're bumping Wind Waker up to S, this needs to be unanimous. I would bump it up to S purely on the basis that Wind Waker HD came out, and that is the version you play, because I think if it's regular Wind Waker, I would not put it in S. But Wind Waker HD did such a good job of refining that game, that's the reason why I would have it in S. I would agree with that also, because I feel like Wind Waker is the peak of the traditional 3D Zelda. You get your dungeons, you get your you get your linear story, you get your 10 hours experience done. Breath of the Wild, very much like Skyrim, very much like The Witcher, very much like another old like modern Assassin's open Creed. Yeah. 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 Totally. You could spend thousands of hours and not even scratch the surface. Um but now we should do the other important thing, which is is Breath of the Wild number one or is Wind Waker number one? For me, Breath of the Wild is one just because I'm a sucker for those open world games and I love them. Like I just finished playing Horizon Forbidden West and that was fantastic. That's fair. as like a snobby sort of like <laughs> elitist Zelda fan, I would and like People looking at this be like, oh, you're putting Breath of the Wild at number one, obviously, whatever. I feel like, at one hand, I discredit that type of rhetoric, but like, on the other hand, I feel like Windmaker should be number one, but, I mean, like I said, we constructed this list in a certain way, and I feel like it would kind of go against how we've sort of classified other games and their placement on here if we didn't put Breath of the Wild as the highest. At the end of the day, it's not really like a a, there's not like a mountain of difference between these two. It's like there. It's like a hairline still, probably, but it, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Like I, I don't really care. Like they're both incredible games. You should play both of them. Hopefully, yep. Nintendo allows us to play Wind Waker HD soon on Switch. But to me, I think it's perfect the way it is. If it's swapped around, it's also perfect. So we'll leave it to the ultimate Zelda fan. Where's Adriano? Let's phone him in. <laughs> Sorry, Jules. No, no, I will stand by this. I'll say it on record as I've said it before. I'm sorry, Adriano, if you're listening to this. I respect you as a Zelda fan. I, I do. And I, I don't want to like say that Zelda fandom is quantifiable. But in terms of Gino always telling me that Zelda, that Adriano is a bigger Zelda fan than me, the one argument I can make is Adriano has not played every Zelda game. As we Adriano have has played Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time for 20 years. And the fact that he hasn't played Spirit Tracks, while we have established it as a C-tier game, it is in the bottom five of Zelda, that in itself, to me, gives me the ultimate Zelda fan uh, title. And be- with that power that you have bestowed upon me, and I'm, ba- I'm basing this off of one fundamental thing, because I think both of you guys are right. Like This is a hairline. In fact, I think the top three there, for me, are like, Hit, like any three of those could be my top Zelda game at any point in time. This is based purely on one thing, which is if I were to go play one of these games right now, which one would I play? And it will always be Wind Waker because I don't think I'm capable of replaying Breath of the Wild. That's 
always going to be the detractor of Breath of the Wild for me is I will never be able to properly re-experience that game. And so as more and more and more and more time goes on, it's going to be harder and harder and harder and harder for me to justify it because then I'm less arguing for the game and more arguing for my experience with the game, which is what at my core... I have an issue with when people argue Ocarina is the best game is I feel like they're arguing for the experience they had in 1998, not for what they're experiencing now. And Wind Waker, every single time I've played it, I feel the exact same way about it. And in fact, a lot of the time when I play it, it's better than I remember. And I just love that game. It is the top of our S tier. And there you go. This went a lot better than I thought it would go. It definitely went a lot better than I, I thought it did as it would as well. Um, and I'm actually very satisfied with this. Let's like looking at it, I'm like, it's not perfect by any means, and it's not my personal Zelda list, but it definitely resembles it enough that I feel comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that all of us can say that. And, and that being said, I believe this is a very good... I shouldn't say compromise because it's not really a compromise. This is a good collective list. Like all of our opinions are very well represented in the way that this uh, this list turned out. Dare I say the hub world has made up for an egregious error that we made in the N64 Essentials? I would have to say yes. I still stand by the fact that I think Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time are both... Great games, products of their time, but I think this was a different goal. Anyway, that brings us to the end of today's quest. If you like what you heard today, hit that like, subscribe, and follow button below. If you want to contribute to the conversation, let us know any ideas you have for upcoming quests, or just share your thoughts and leave us a comment. Anyway, that's it from us here at the Hub World. We'll see you next time. Microsoft, make a new banjo game. See you, everybody. See you later. Bye.